At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Okay, let's talk about home title lock. If you own a home or a property, you want to make sure that you are not a victim of home title fraud. If a cyber criminal gets on your home's title and they start taking loan after loan out using your home's equity, then he, you know, he's going to vanish and you're going to be stuck dealing with all the nonsense. Uh, you could be a victim of home title fraud and not even know it for months. No agency is going to call you up and say, hey, somebody's screwing with your home title. That's not the way this works. Unfortunately, uh, I wish it w- I wish it was. It would make it, things a lot easier. But if you didn't take out these loans uh, that a, a fraudster has taken out, you're going to be the one dealing with all the fallout of that and maybe getting stuck with the payments or evicted as well. Home Title Lock is America's trusted leader to stop home title fraud. You can go to HomeTitleLock.com right now and register your address. See if you're already a victim and don't even know it yet. And then register to protect your home. Tell them that Stu sent you. You get 30 risk-free days of protection. It's HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Here comes the radio show. If you've ever trusted me before to tell you uh, what might be coming our way, I urge you to listen to today's broadcast and podcast in its entirety. Uh, Today's program, I'm going to show you what's right around the corner, and it um, it is essential that you know exactly what the game plan is uh, for the left. Because things are about to change and change dramatically. And these things we have started to lay out for you. But today I will show you not just uh, what they plan to do. I'll show you in their own words what they are doing. And uh, it doesn't bode well for the cost of anything, your job, your security, or your children's future in a free country. We begin there in 60 seconds. Certain kinds of pains uh, that things like ibuprofen just don't touch. And I mean the hit you with a rolling pin kind of, uh, of pain that ibuprofen, you know, the 800 milligram version just doesn't do anything, at least not for me. I know from personal experience what it's like, and uh, I wouldn't be here today if it, if it wasn't for Relief Factor. 
I had so much pain in my hands. In fact, uh, I'm up here at the ranch, and my pain is caused by uh, elevation or worsened by elevation. And I told my family just a few years ago, I don't think I'm ever going to go to the ranch again because it's too painful. I am fine. I feel great. And it's all because of Relief Factor. The three-week quick start developed for you is $19.95. It's a dollar a day. It's a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. And that says to me everything you need to know. It's Relief Factor. Call them now, relieffactor.com or 1-800-4, the number 4, relief. 1-800-4-RELIEF. relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. Last Wednesday night on our Wednesday night special, I told you how the federal government would use climate change as the in, uh, national emergency, which would give the president the kinds of powers that a president only gets when we are attacked on the homeland and are at war. This is coming and I believe it is coming this fall. I'm always wrong in timing, but I don't think I'm too wrong on this. Inflation and gas prices currently being blamed on Putin. But soon, the blame will be shifted to global warming. Now, the powers that the federal government uh, will hand over to the president... He's already using the administration and the arm uh, of his office as a weapon. We are already seeing changes to FEMA, to the SEC, to the FCC, to all of the agencies that are supposed to protect and defend the Constitution are now being used to protect and defend the agenda against climate change. These powers will include sedition, the power to silence people and to silence dissent. And you will see more of that uh, tomorrow with the January 6th Thursday night must-see TV that nobody is interested in watching except the extreme left. And they're doing everything they can to get America to watch because this is a setup. I have something really important uh, that I will begin to explain to you at the bottom of the hour. Hopefully, Um, we are going to talk to a guy who has uh, been rotting for over a year now in jail. He has he's been charged with things that don't make any sense. We have an interview with him. I believe this is the first interview he has done. Uh, He was part of January 6th. It's my understanding that he walked into the Capitol and walked out of the Capitol. But he is now being charged uh, and hasn't had his day in court for over a year. We're going to get his story. We'll talk to him from jail where he is wasting away. Uh, It is kind of dicey. It's... uh, He's got 15 minutes on the phone, and then he's got to hang up and then call us back. So it's going to be a strange interview, but that happens next hour. But let me go back to the the war that we are now facing. And I don't mean the actual hot war with the military. What I mean is the war on climate change. 
I want to play Janet Yellen from yesterday. But to understand this, you need to understand the war on climate has become an all agency war. So every arm of the government now under Joe Biden must make climate change the priority. So I want you to listen to what she said yesterday about gas prices. You know that gas prices are not controlled by Putin. If we had continued to be energy independent as Trump had us, we would not have any of these problems right now. We would be making a ton of money. Our economy would be booming because we would be selling energy to the rest of the country. But we're not. So here's Janet Yellen yesterday. What is she saying about gas prices? Given the global nature of these markets, that's virtually impossible for us to insulate ourselves from shocks like the ones that are occurring uh, in Russia uh, that move global oil prices. And look, over the medium term, the critical thing is that we become more dependent on the wind and the sun that are not subject to geopolitical. We are looking now at moving towards wind and solar. That's the most important thing. And she's absolutely wrong and lying to you when she says we have no way to prepare against these global shocks. Yes, we do. Energy independent. We've already achieved it. And Biden dismantled it. Now, here's Debbie Stabenow yesterday on talking about the price of gas. Listen to this. I do have to say just on the issue of uh, uh, gas prices after waiting for a long time uh, to have enough chips in this country to finally get my electric vehicle. I got it uh, and drove it from Michigan to here uh, this last weekend and went by every single gas station and didn't matter how high it was. And so I'm looking forward to the opportunity for us to move to vehicles that aren't going to be dependent on the um, whims of the oil companies and the uh, international market. Okay, uh, you don't have to worry about that. If you remained energy independent, by the way, if memory serves me right, Stabenow was a very big leader in the um, uh, in the carbon market. Do you remember when we were talking about this uh, in uh, what two thousand eight and nine, and with a carbon market where we were selling offsets, you. Barack Obama said, if my memory serves me right, this is a quote, that your gas prices would necessarily skyrocket. This is just another way through that same door to cripple our energy independence. Now, we have another thing going on. In Germany, the supermarkets in Germany put up notes on Tuesday warning customers that they are only allowed to purchase one critical product as supply chain problems hit the European continent. A Twitter user shared images of the notes next to the uh, products like pasta and flour. Ukraine isn't able to export its uh, its its wheat that this is because of the war but what are we doing how are we offsetting it are we helping our farmers we also the fertilizer 
I can count on one hand the farmers that I know that are using fertilizer this year. That will that will reduce the crops by about 20%. Just that one thing. Now, they're saying that we're going to have food shortages, not just because of Ukraine, but also fertilizer, sure. The drought. The drought and the fires, which are because of global warming. Another global warming emergency. By the way, KFC in Australia, uh, it's having to uh, it's having to replace lettuce. Uh, they're struggling with a lettuce shortage, and they're putting cabbage on their burgers. Um, uh, let's see. There's also KFC, Queensland, uh, chicken shortages now all across uh, the U.S. soaring food prices caused by disruption in global farming. Energy costs and the war in Ukraine have already started shifting American spending habits. The U.S. Agency for International Development, that's USAID, the chief of that is, see if this rings a bell, Samantha Power. Samantha Power is Cass Sunstein's wife. She is a radical. Uh, she is somebody that likes global engineering. She said, quote, I hope food shortages will push farmers towards green energy. Global warming. In the meantime, Biden has now mandated that more ethanol is to be used uh, for gasoline. Now, what does that mean? Well, uh, we now need to make 250 million more gallons of renewable fuel. This is to bring our our price of gas down. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. At the same time, Biden is saying we need to make more ethanol. The agency also denied 70 exemptions for small refineries, which had been granted the exemptions under President Trump. So they are trying, the EPA is saying, no, we're trying to bring gas prices down, but they're not. They're not doing everything they can. They are thwarting everything that we can do. In the meantime, what are they asking us to do? They're asking us now for lower gas prices to burn food, corn. Already, corn has skyrocketed. 30% higher corn prices with other crops rising, uh, rising by 20%. So we are, we are causing our own food shortages. Then I get this story from the New York Times. Are you still with me following the emergency orders that are coming? As the Great Salt Lake dries up, Utah faces an environmental nuclear bomb, says the New York Times. They're talking about how the Great Salt Lake is drying up and how this is going to cause all kinds of problems. Even the ski resorts will suffer from this. But eventually it will have, you know, poison air, arsenic in the air. Hmm. Well, that sounds like an emergency, doesn't it? And it's all because of a record breaking drought. Now, let me give you a couple of other things, and then I'm going to show you historically later today exactly where this comes from, 
how this has worked in the past. And it is exactly the game plan that this president is using. But let me give you this. DHS, Department of Homeland Security Bulletin, yesterday warned of a heightened threat environment. The Department of Homeland Security issued a bulletin Tuesday warning of a heightened threat environment over the next several months as they monitor both the risks of domestic terrorism and foreign adversaries looking to sow discord within the U.S., to promote acts of violence. The United States remains in a heightened threat environment, as noted in the previous bulletin, and several recent attacks have highlighted the dynamic and complex structure and nature of the threat environment. In the coming months, the DHS says, we expect the threat environment to become more dynamic as several high-profile events could be exploited to justify acts of violence against a range of possible targets. Now, this is weird because we had yesterday uh, Compass Care, a pro-life reproductive health organization that services patients in the Rochester and Buffalo area. It was firebombed by pro-abortion terrorists. Compass Care wrote in a blog post that its office was firebombed. The pregnancy center said that the windows in the reception room and the nurse's office were broken and fires were started. Uh, On the building was graffiti that read, Jane was here. That is a radical pro-abortion terrorist group, Jane's Revenge, which took responsibility for the firebombing of a similar pro-life organization in Madison, Wisconsin, just last month. However, even though they have posted online a night of rage when the U.S. Supreme Court hands down its ruling in Dobbs versus Jackson, the Women's Health Organization uh, is uh, that's, you know, that's Jane's revenge, I guess. Uh, They have called for a night of revenge and have urged militant action. They have selected a time of 8 p.m. for actions nationwide to begin whenever the court hands down its decision. So wait a minute. Maybe that's what they're talking about. No. That's not what they're talking about. In fact, New York's governor not only ignored the violence, but instead earmarked $35 million in taxpayer funds to increase security at abortion clinics. Then the legislature passed a bill investigating pro-life pregnancy centers precisely because they do not perform abortions. Are you seeing what's coming yet? Oh, one more story, not to worry about emergencies. The Center for Disease and Prevention has updated its guidance last week for travelers wishing to protect themselves against monkeypox. They said, wear a mask. Wearing a mask can help protect you from many diseases, including monkeypox. Late Monday night, that uh, recommendation was deleted. Why? Why? The CDC said they removed the mask recommendation from monkeypox travel health notice because it caused confusion. Really? Is this possibly yet another health emergency? More in a second. 
So Father's Day is coming up pretty soon, and everyone always focuses on how hard it is to get something for dad. But it's not that hard. As a dad, what are they asking for? Time. Just time. Uh, They're asking, at least I should say, I'm asking for all of our family members uh, or memories to be sorted and preserved uh, and then pick out the fame, the, the, the uh, favorites and let's put them up in the house. Let's put them up on the walls. All of those memories that we have made as a family are being lost. They're lost on camcorder tapes that we've never seen film reels. The absolute best thing you can do right now is get a legacy box. They can digitize 19 different types of media, everything from VHS to Super 8 film. Each item you send in is hand digitized by a team of over 200 trained technicians, and they do it here in the United States. Legacy box will send you the the, uh, kit. You send it in whenever you're ready. And they put everything on a thumb drive or in the cloud, however you want it. I've used Legacy Box just recently. We just did some family memories. They are fantastic. Legacy Box has a Father's Day event that is happening right now. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Save 50%. Legacy Box. It's great for your family and as a gift for dad. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. Save 50%. LegacyBox.com slash Beck. 10 seconds. Station ID. We're going to talk to you about sedition coming up in just a minute. And uh, if I have time, a little bit more of history to put what I'm telling you into perspective. Uh, Tonight, I'm going to really put it into perspective. I'm going to use some audio of some things that have happened in America in the past that we have had to apologize for or bury our heads in the sand to try to make it go away. But Biden is digging up all of those things, and he is... I mean, he's living in an in in an alternate uh, dimension in some ways, is he not? Some people will say it's wishful thinking, inflation, transitory gas prices, growing pains of necessary energy transmission or or transition. Um, Basically, everything that's going wrong in America is outside of the power of the president. He can't do anything about it. Well, that's not true. He is causing these things along with his administration. And if America would just stop resisting and sit back and trust Biden's FDR plan, everything would be fixed. He can fix it through executive order. Tonight, fascist fantasies, the dangerous origins of the Biden takeover. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, blazetv.com. Back program. Oh, golly. Realestateagentsitrust.com has the perfect real estate agent for you. Do you, have, do you have somebody who is helping you buy or sell your home or both? Have they walked into the house, you know, shake your hand and then, you know, get a confused deer in the headlights look? Or does she walk in the uh, door, shake your hand? And then immediately take charge of the situation and get down to business of helping you in the best way possible. That's what you want. You want somebody that can walk into the house and go, okay, when do you need it sold by? How much are you looking for? 
This is what I think it's worth. But if we do these things, it might be worth more. And I can help you get that if you want. And where are you going? Realestateagentsitrust.com. You want to find the right real estate agent the first time. You can um, buy or sell, whether you're moving across the street or across the country. We will help you find the right real estate agent in those areas. And it's a free service. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. It's the last day for Bidenflation. I mean, you know, the promo code at least. 20 bucks off. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Helping build the parallel economy. This is the Glenn Beck program coming to you now on the Elon Musk Starlink. We're glad you're uh, we're glad you're listening. Uh, coming up in just a minute, uh, we are going to be talking to a guy named Ethan Nordine. So, you know, I don't know his whole story. Um, I'm not saying that he's a good guy and I'm not saying he's a bad guy. He just needs his day in court. Grand jury indictment was unsealed on Monday, revealing new January 6 charges against members of the Washington State-based Proud Boys. They are all now being charged with sedition. Now, when I first saw what was happening on January 6 at the Capitol, I was very vocal before, during, and after. Stop! None of this should happen. Since that day, there have been 800 arrests spanning almost all 50 states. Uh, The guy that we're going to talk to in about a half hour or we hope to talk to, and I say that because he's calling from prison where he has been uh, not charged with a violent crime. He has been one year in prison and most of that time in solitary, uh, solitary confinement. He is supposed to have his trial in august but they have continually delayed delayed and delayed isn't it time people have a trial and can you even have a fair trial in washington dc we're going to talk to him coming up in in just a little while it's crazy really is an incredible thing i mean we've uh, seen many many examples of this and you know look as you point out glenn we we give due process to everyone in this country, whether they've committed mass murders, it was, you know, serial killers, terrorists. They're all supposed to get due process. And when they don't get due process, we as a country have always stepped up and said, no, this is wrong. Even if even if the person is an undesirable in many, many ways, this is a situation where that seems to be falling through the cracks and it, and it shouldn't. Yeah, but well, and, the the. The difference has been that uh, here we have um, a Guantanamo Bay situation, but it is in our own country. That's why we had Guantanamo Bay. We didn't want them to go through the regular uh, justice system and be brought in here to the United States. This is this is putting Guantanamo Bay in Washington, D.C. Pat Gray joins us from Pat Gray Unleashed. I do indeed. Thank you, Glenn. I, I was just going to point out that, uh, yes, there are some irregularities uh, here involving people <laughs> not getting uh, their swift justice that they should. That constitutionally is kind of mandated for mm-hmm. them. Uh, but 
keep in mind, this was the day democracy almost died. <laughs> so I think we got to give them some leeway here. Don't you? Some of these people went into the Capitol building and paraded. Wow. We can't have that. Nonstop, unabated parading. <laughs> we have this. Mm-hmm. We have, And I know that this isn't everything that happened. No. But we've got this footage where people are going inside the Capitol building calmly. Uh, one after another. They're all coming in, milling around, and leaving. And I mean, that's what some people did. Some people did more than that. Some people got carried away. And we've always condemned that. But for the love of heaven, 800 of these people, I know there weren't 800 causing these problems. You know, there were 800 maybe in the building. I will will tell you that from what he says, and again, we are waiting for him to tell us his story and have his day in court. That is the most important thing. Have the day in court. He Mm -hmm. says he walked in. He wasn't uh, participating in those things. He walked around the Capitol and left. Now, he is a member of the Proud Boys, uh, but that doesn't mean that he did anything wrong. They might have more information on him, but they're they're charging these people with seditious conspiracy. Eleven members and associates uh, are being charged with that. Now, this is. This is the first time this has been done in a very long time. Uh, It's been more than a decade since the federal government brought sedition charges. The last time against the members of the Christian militia in Michigan. Uh, If you remember that, they were plotting to rise up against the government. However, the government failed to prove that the group had firm plans to actually launch attacks. Do you think the Proud Boys actually had plans? It's my understanding that the Proud Boys had a plan of meeting in Virginia for a party at 3 p.m. So that doesn't (laughs) sound like they had a plan. The last successful sedition prosecution came 26 years ago with uh, with uh, Omar Rahman, uh, the blind sheik. Nine people were convicted of plotting to blow up the United Nations, the FBI building, the bridges and tunnels between New York and New Jersey. And uh, that one was successful. Before that, it was in the 1980s. And that was for the Puerto Rican nationalists that were convicted in the early 80s in their role of the armed forces of national liberation. I don't know if you remember FALN. Uh, But they were credited for the bombings across the United States. They were the guys that Bill Clinton pardoned in 1999. Before that, you've got to go back to the Sedition Act of 1918, surprisingly, under Woodrow Wilson. But again, this heat Glenn does not address the truth that this is the day mm-hmm. democracy, democracy almost, almost died. died. And I yeah. noticed you, you can't he, he will not bring that you up. You can't dispute that. That's why he won't bring it up. That's why. Because he knows. it's indisputable. It, <laughs> it was the day yeah, democracy I, almost died. I, I don't think it did. <laughs> By the way, um, why is this a prime time special tomorrow night? Oh, they yeah. are now you ready for this? The House Select Committee, January sixth. The biggest fans experimenting this week with new ways to entice a passive public to care about their three hour riot that Mm. happened more than 18 months ago. They have included a book deal 
with the New Yorker, televised hearings scheduled during prime time, and Jeez. now, now free ice cream. That's right. <laughs> there are 90 watch events throughout the various states, including the flagship event uh, in Washington, D.C., where a large screen is being set up and attendees will get free ice cream. Well, now I'm in. Wow. Yeah, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna participate right? before, but now I, I am absolutely in. If ice cream's involved, y- you got me. Well, it's prime time ice cream. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. when you know it's serious. <laughs> yeah, he just shows their desperation, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I, 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 like, yes, we, it does. We need a prime time special. When, when have I we know. ever heard anything like this? And they just seem to have. They're doing everything they can to avoid talking about what is actually affecting the country right now. Everything they can to avoid the last two years of this presidency and to try to distract people to think about anything else other than the president's job performance. Mm -hmm. Which has been terrific, by the way. (laughs) We heard from uh, Mm -hmm. What's-Her-Face, KJP or whatever her name is, uh, yesterday that the economy is in the best shape it's ever been in historically. Mm -hmm. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) What? What economy are you talking Parallel about? Parallel universe. <laughs> yep. It isn't yep. really. I, I've really been fascinated by this approach by the president. We all remember the Barack Obama era, right? And the Barack mm-hmm. Obama era was filled with, hey, times are mm-hmm. tough, but this is Bush's fault. That was their take yeah. on this. That's not yeah. Biden's approach. It's not, hey, times are tough, but it was Trump's fault. It's just things are great and you don't understand they're great. Yeah. Which is really weird. People are like in trouble having to deal with all sorts of rising prices. They can't get baby formula. They can't get food. They're having all of these issues. They can't afford a house. They can't buy a car. They can't they order a car and it doesn't come for 10 months. <laughs> things like that are going on. And he's just saying, hey, everything's perfect. Don't worry I, about it. I went to a car dealership the other day. My wife, uh, me and our youngest daughter, we were, you know, we're looking for a car for her. And so we went to a uh, a Honda dealership, and the guy comes out and greets us. You know, like they're really eager, yeah. as they always are. And so I said, "We're looking for uh, I don't know. Uh, show us your Civics, your Honda Civics." Yeah, uh, we don't have any. <laughs> you don't uh, have any Civics? Is this a Honda de- dealership? Okay, well then, what about an Accord? Yeah, uh, we don't have any. Oh, I'm like, God. you don't have any? No. He said, in fact. When I got when I started oh work gosh. here five years ago, we had sixteen hundred vehicles on the lot. We have uh, twenty on the lot right now. Oh my gosh! All they oh had my gosh. Were, were SUVs. It's the only they had no sedans oh my gosh. whatsoever. Zero. Oh my. At a Honda dealership, well, the good they have news no Hondas. Is by the by the time you have those Hondas on the lot, you're not going to want one. You're going to yep. you're going to want one of those green cars. And mm. so they're just saving you money here. <laughs> By the way, uh, I don't know if you guys saw after after Biden came out uh, and said at the time I took office about 16 months ago, economy had stalled and covid was out of control today. Oh thanks to gosh. the economic plan and the vaccination plan, my administration put into action. America has achieved the most robust recovery in modern <laughs> history (laughs) let me give you some of the tweets and some of them are coming from hardcore leftists i don't know i like the country better when gas was affordable 
people showed up to their jobs. People weren't duped into wearing masks everywhere. And uh, they uh, weren't sticking a needle in their arm every few months. Oh, and children weren't being groomed by six sick perverts. But that's just me. Uh, I voted for you. Anything to get Trump out. But gas prices are through the roof. Food prices keep increasing while getting less for more. Crime is increasing. Government is spending out of control. We need you to do something. Uh, here's another one. The soup is $4 a can gas, $5 a gallon. Families are having to choose between eating and filling their vehicles. Americans are struggling, but you keep printing endless dollars to send Ukraine. Your tweet shows how out of touch you really are. Uh, KCCO said, how is this not flagged for misinformation? Um, Austin Peterson had a great response. Maybe it's time to put down Hunter's crack pipe and realize that middle America is drowning under these fuel and food prices. <laughs> That's amazing. They go on and on and on. I love the guy who was standing at the gas station yesterday. Do we have this clip where the reporter was asking him, you know, is this going to affect the way you vote? Listen to this. What do you think Americans are thinking right now as they see these prices climb and climb? Do you feel like there's a sense that there's someone to blame out there? If you had to blame anyone, could you? I don't like to get political, but I would say, you know, it starts from the top president. Would that change how you're considering voting for the next election, whether it's congressional later this year or presidential a couple years down the road? Definitely. Definitely. I just know mm -hmm. that one administration had cheaper gas <laughs> and this administration has more expensive gas. Huh. And this is a bottom line, strictly financial conclusion for you. I mean, it's a housing market. It's everything you previously mentioned. It's, I mean, gas is a big part of it. But I mean, right now we're house hunting and that seems impossible. Mm. Wow. Yeah, but oh, gee, what's happening? Uh, <laughs> don't ask the White House. Sure. Roaming around on the Internet is, uh, you know, all fun and games until somebody loses an identity and puts an eye out. Then there's wailing and screaming and you're like, ah, how come I didn't get LifeLock? It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft will affect your life if it hasn't already. Every single day we put our information out online and that's what LifeLock is here for, to make sure that that risk uh, is as safe as it can be. They can't catch everybody and everything. No one can monitor everything, but they can do things better than you can on your own. And if you do become a victim, LifeLock has a restoration specialist that will work with you to help fix the problem quickly. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. Just call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off. It's LifeLock.com, 1-800-LIFELOCK. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at GlennBeck.com. You know, uh, I'm so sick of people like Pat saying, oh, I've gone to a car dealership and they didn't have any cars and I couldn't get a car. I mean, 
You know, I drove by a, uh, a, a local uh, Rolls Royce dealership the other day. They had plenty of cars. Oh, really? Plenty of cars. So don't whine. Yeah. Why are people whining? Just go out and buy a Rolls Royce. They've got them in stock. Oh, wow. This is the thing. People now, let me ask you a soft, question. I think at this point, Glenn, they're just. Uh, they become soft. Like, pathetic. oh, man, it's so bad. You know, I have to wear a mask in the airport. Charter a, a jet. Mm. You don't have to wear one on a private jet what are you doing <laughs> this is this is exactly the same how offensive is that this is exactly the same as stabano and also the president and uh, the, the secretary of treasury yellen colbert all of them saying oh people got a problem with gas prices go out and buy an electric vehicle yeah oh okay well that's yeah that's that might be like going to the Rolls Royce dealership. Yeah, it's true. You and know how much that costs? It's, and people don't realize that, number one, you're paying more for the car, obviously. Number two, you are uh, paying likely for a couple thousand dollars of electrical work in your garage for some for an electrician to come over and give you some availability towards moderate charging speeds. If not, you're talking about three days to charge your car with a normal plug. So that's not really an option for most people. And then we talked so about this story why not yesterday. Get a non-normal plug. Yeah, we I know. We talked about with this uh, Wall Street Journal reporter who drove. Uh, did a four-day road trip, had all sorts of problems, yeah. spent more time charging than sleeping, kept having to charge, you know, stop and charge 45 minutes apart on a drive because one charger wouldn't work, the other one would be too slow. But at the end of the day, they did save money on gas. They saved about 35%. So instead of $275, it was $175 because you still have to pay for this electricity. It's not from magic elves in the wall, like a lot of people seem to think. And so, you know, saving a few percent, it's great. I mean, I'd rather pay 35% less for my gas, but with all these other expenses topped off, it would take a decade to pay this off. I mean, it makes absolutely no sense. If you were, if you were driving across the country, you'd also have to stay in motels while you charge your car. So you have cost on that and more food. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you about Good Ranchers. Uh, Good Ranchers is something that um, I feel passionately about. I'm a rancher myself here in America. Good Ranchers is a place to get American beef, chicken, seafood. They sell 100% American meat and ship it right to your door. And right now, they're giving away two free 18-ounce prime center-cut ribeyes to every person that uses my code GLENN, G-L-E-N-N. That's two pounds of prime ribeye. Uh, added to your order at no cost. Father's Day is almost here. This is a great Father's Day. Claim your ribeyes before they run out. It's a limited stock item. First come, first serve. You want to be able to save money and have great American beef delivered right to your door. Go to GoodRanchers.com slash Glenn or use my code Glenn at checkout to get your two free 18-ounce ribeyes. Start the summer off the right way with American beef from GoodRanchers.com slash Glenn.
here is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I will tell you that um, tomorrow night, um, the coverage of the January 6th hearing is being orchestrated by the former head of ABC News, the the uh, guy who ran Good Morning America and everything else. He is a showman, and he is putting on quite a show for America, and they promise to be very, very exciting. In 60 seconds, I hope to be talking to a man who has been in solitary confinement for a year, direct from prison. What's happening? What are these sedition cases? And should he have been put in solitary confinement for a year? We talk to a guy who has been, according to the um, according to the FBI, the guy who is among quote the most dangerous and most serious January six criminal cases. Seconds, stand by. One of the great things you're still allowed to do in this country is start your own business. Hurry. The government doesn't want to make it easy, but you still have the right to do it. And one of the best things you can do for your kids is teach them how to do it. Give them a leg up on making it out in the world. There's a book from the Tuttle Twins that I want you to have. I talked to them. They're going to give it to you for free. All you do is just pay for shipping. It's called the Tuttle Twins. rest of the books i I know it because these are so good for your kids it's a great way to illustrate to your kids or grandkids some of the fundamentals about the american way it gives them opportunities to solve problems encourages them to start their own business and you and your kids need to read this book tuttle twins and their spectacular show business you will get it for free just pay for shipping at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Their spectacular show business at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Our, our government is um, in an interesting place, and so are we. A grand jury indictment was unsealed Monday, revealing new January 6th charges against members of the Washington State-based Proud Boys. They're now being charged with sedition. When I first saw what was happening on January 6th at the Capitol, I spoke out against it before, during, and after. I said, don't go. Don't go. Please don't go. Well, some people did, and some people, as we have seen in the footage, were real problems. Others were walking through the Capitol. My next guest from prison was one of the 800 plus that were arrested. He's also one of the proud boys that was charged with sedition. According to him, he walked through the door on the west side of the building of the Capitol as police stood by. He was not carrying a weapon and he did not assault police officers. He has not been charged with a violent crime, but for over a year, he has been in prison and most of that time in solitary confinement. This, I believe, is his first national broadcast interview. 
his attorney petitioned the judge to reconsider the bail and on the facts that the government was withholding evidence and the prospect of a delayed trial date. The judge didn't rule on that motion for five months and then denied it. The man's name is Ethan Nordeen, and it is way past time to find out if he and others in this situation are guilty or just political prisoners. From prison now, we talk to Ethan Nordeen. Ethan, welcome to the program, sir. Hi there. It's an honor to be on your show. Thank you for having me. You bet. Um, So... You just were charged Monday now with sedition, alleging you, quote, engaged in meetings and encrypted communications to plan an insurrection, preventing Congress from carrying out or certifying Joe Biden's presidential victory over former President Trump. Is that true? And why did you go to the Capitol and what happened there? Yeah, it's uh, absolutely not true. Um the whole thing's been politicized um, dramatically. Uh, we really went there to do what we've been doing the past four or five years, um, really just attend the rally and make sure that people could do it safely. Um, everybody knows who's been paying attention to these events that groups like Antifa show up uh, very strong and, and violently. And so we volunteered our, you know, ourselves, our resources throughout the years to protect people from that violence. Um, and this has been well documented, and people who know us know that this is basically our MO every time we go to any event. Um, and, you know, like you said, a lot of us were kind of anticipating that this event was going to turn sour. Um, this was a big worry of mine as a leader, and I actually almost called off the whole thing just because when I did arrive to D.C., you could just feel it in the air. There was just a palpable mm-hmm. negative energy, like something was going to be set up and uh, any group like mine or, you know, Oath Keepers or Three Percenters are going to be blamed for it. It was just a hot topic at the time. There's a lot of political division. Um, and so that's kind of what happened when we originally got there. That was the conversation that we were having. And so, you know, but at the same time, being a leader, you have a lot of people from your club come in from all over the country, and they want to participate in this event. And, of course, you know, a lot of people think that this is the last time they'll get to see President Trump as president. And so it was kind of a, uh, a ceremonious event at the same time for us. So um, I actually just planned a small march. We thought that that was safe to do. It would allow us to check the perimeter of the area for any threatening groups like Antifa, make sure everybody could be safe. Um, it would allow us to kind of participate with people, do some, you know, what we call hearts and minds, meet people if they're interested in joining the club or get to know us, because there's a lot of negative press about us. Probably about 90% of what's said about us is untrue. Um, and uh, we did this successfully, actually. We did our march starting at the Washington Memorial around 10 a.m. Um, and this is all video documented. I mean, there's tons of video footage of this, even going over the plan, stating what we were, our intentions were uh, throughout the whole day. And we did our march. We marched from the Washington Memorial to the Capitol, we did you know, some meet and greets and talked to some people, some church groups that were there. Um, and then we actually left the Capitol. And we were about a quarter mile away from the Capitol. Got some food trucks, actually, that uh, I was just kind of making a stop so everybody can get some food. And we were actually going to be leaving after we had got back to the Washington Memorial and go home, and where I had actually planned a, 
after party and things like that. But at the food trucks, that's when President Trump made his announcement for everybody to go to the Capitol. And our thoughts on that was that he was going to be speaking. That was our interest in returning back to the Capitol was to be able to see him speak one last time. Otherwise, we were intending on going home. And so, you know, that's really what led up to everything, everybody going to the Capitol was, you know, basically because we thought President Trump was going to be speaking. So there was absolutely no plan. There was no complex plan to overthrow the government. There's no weapons brought. Um, these encrypted messaging, uh, I mean, the government's original uh, claim was that I used encrypted messaging to direct people during this chaos to overthrow um, or overwhelm uh, the police and enter certain um, entrances in the Capitol, but my phone was dead the entire day. <laughs> I had no radio, I had no mm -hmm. communication whatsoever. And so, and the government then later, um, you know, they admitted that that wasn't true. So right off the bat, I was already indicted off false information um, and there is absolutely nothing accurate at all about their original claim against me. So that's kind of where so, we're at now. So were you, were you, when you went into the Capitol, um, you know, they said that, uh, let's see if I can find it. They are calling you the most dangerous and most serious of those criminals charged for January 6th. So when you went in to the Capitol, um, did you, assault or obstruct any police did you see that happen uh absolutely not i i only actually went in i was separated from my group at a certain period of time right before everybody kind of went into the capital i didn't want to go originally uh, but again you know being a leader of my group my priority was to get back with them and so i actually waited about 30 minutes after the people had entered the building um hopefully somebody would find me but they never did and i started hearing that people were being allowed into the capital through you know word of mouth and so i went to check this out for myself and sure enough the, the entrance that i had entered into there was several police officers allowing people in and so i said okay well i'll take this opportunity to go and see if i can find my friends and that's what i did i entered the building with the permission of the police officers this is all video on video as well um i walked around you the asked for permission i i just i kind of nodded at a police officer so i went in and he allowed me in okay you know? so at that point i was okay under the impression that i was given permission no officer at any point told me to leave um or that i couldn't enter the building and i just took that opportunity to kind of walk around it was very crowded um and look for people that i uh i knew and i just kind of stayed in one area until people ran into me and then eventually I left out the opposite entrance I came into and left the Capitol grounds. Didn't assault anybody. Um, yeah. And basically only... And, you, uh, you were not... What was that? You were not part of the group that went into any of the offices or went, tried to get onto the floor or, you know, were, were taking things for the Capitol. None of that happened with uh, you. Yeah. None of that at all. I didn't go explore into any rooms or anything. I didn't feel comfortable doing so. I mean, I'm a pretty, you know, my face is pretty well known. You know, I wasn't trying to get into any trouble, and I didn't, wasn't wearing a mask or anything. I wasn't trying to hide, you know. And so I knew what was going on, and I, I was trying to act, you know, on my best behavior um, and just be as responsible as possible and get my, you know, 
people together and get out of there because there was also rumor that there's an active shooter out there and so that was kind of my main priority thought was getting people out into safety so that was where my head was at anyway so, okay so um why have you been uh in prison for a year and specifically in uh solitary confinement um, that's a very good question. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that out myself. Um, it's been very, very difficult. There, I mean, we've not only been the politically persecuted, uh, but we've also had to endure a lot of the repercussions that COVID has brought to prisons, um, food shortages and such, uh, lockdowns constantly, um, just the complete disability to be able to even prepare for trial at all in the slightest because all these programs and everything that the prisons usually offer have been completely killed uh, due to COVID. And so, you know, with the inability to have pre-trial release, it's been impossible to prepare for trial. I mean, if this was a trial where I actually did something wrong, I mean, I'd be looking pretty, pretty poorly right now preparing for trial, but because I, you know, I am completely innocent. I have nothing to hide at all. I'm ready to go to trial, you know, a year ago, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so that's, yeah, I'm still kind of wondering why I've been down this whole time. Are the, are the, do the guards or the police or the prisoners treat you differently at all? And do you know, are there other prisoners in solitary confinement that have not been convicted of any crime? Um, there's definitely a lot of pretty horrific stories that I've heard. Uh, myself, um, I haven't gotten too much bad treatment. There's been definitely. Some okay. Oh, I'm being told, hang on. I'm being told that you have to go. So hang on. Our producer will work uh, with you, get you back on the phone. Sorry to interrupt this, um, but he's got to play by the rules. He's only got certain chunks of time. He has to take them. Uh, what was the uh, the Netflix movie that was out on that that uh, celebrity or that uh, socialite in New York? That's the only reason why I know how phones work in prison. <laughs> you got to have a fifteen minute block, uh, and he's been saving his fifteen minute. Was it that one or was it no 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 no? It was uh, inventing Anna. Or yeah, yeah, Anna, Anna Delvey. Mm. Um, but anyway, so he'll be on uh, with us in just a minute. He's just got to hang up and call us back. Uh, I am not vouching for his uh, character, and I am also not condemning him. I think everyone deserves a trial and a timely trial, uh, and that is not happening. Uh, he's probably going to be highlighted tomorrow on January 6th, or I would assume, seeing that they say he's one of the big guys that they've got. Let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It is Relief Factor. Every day we're getting older, getting on with aches and pains. Your joints start to wear down. The normal exercise of everyday life begins to catch up with you. And most of our pain is caused by inflammation, especially in the joints. If you're going through it, it can take over your whole life, making it, uh, you know, less and less bright than it should be. Please try the three week quick start developed for you. It's 1995. It's a dollar a day, like a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and it's 70% of them go on to order more. That says a lot. ReliefFactor.com, 800 for Relief, 800 the number four Relief, or ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. 
We have been talking to Ethan Nordine. Uh, he has just on Monday been charged with sedition, but he has spent 13 months in prison. Uh, they just charged him on Monday. Uh, he has been charged uh, with sedition. He's been 13 months in prison and uh, and most of that time in solitary confinement. We have uh, just been told in my ear here that uh, he is going to wait until the bottom of the hour so he doesn't use up uh, his time on hold because we're going to have to break in about eight minutes. Uh, so we want to make sure we have another 15 minute block with him. He'll be calling us back here in just a couple of minutes. Stu, your thoughts so far? Oh, this is not how you judge criminal matters, but he sounds reasonable. He sounds, you know, rational and calm, and and he his story makes sense. I, you know, we don't know all the details of it. We don't know for sure if he's telling the truth. But what we do know is there are a lot of people who were arrested for doing what he claims to have done, which is walk in past a police officer that did not seem to be stopping him and not... Uh, commit any uh, vandalism not assaults police officers we also know the opposite is true we know there are people who went in there and did assault police officers and did commit crimes and those people should get in trouble for that it should be prosecuted but you know when you're talking about someone like, to, like this it, it really does seem to be a different situation right i have to tell you uh, and i've said this from the beginning i said this on january 6th those people the crazy guy in the you know uh buffalo helmet and the people that were stealing stuff and putting their feet up on nancy pelosi's desk all of those people should be prosecuted according to the law that they broke not all of them should are in the mm -hmm. same category but they all should be prosecuted and i was saying that day one and i think most americans feel that way most americans left or right we believe in justice and we believe in law and order. And that was an abomination. That was one of the most embarrassing moments. Um, in fact, the most embarrassing moments I have seen in my time as a conservative looking at people who say that they are on our side. Um, and it's interesting to me that he had promptings always always listen to your promptings this is i've said this for years you're going to come at a time where you're going one direction and something will say to you turn around go the other way do it don't question it do it he went back because he thought president trump was going to speak he knew that it was wrong the night before not wrong but he knew something was in the air he felt uncomfortable with what was happening um, and he dismissed it. Then he dismissed it walking over. Then he dismissed it again because he had a duty to the people that he went with. Don't turn around, walk the other way. Um, I still want to know. He, apparently, he can't get the uh, prosecution to turn over any videotape or anything else. Now, I am fascinated by this because... They might have videotape that will prove that he's lying. I don't know. But tomorrow night should be the night that they would pr produce that on him. Um, um, in an exchange between uh, Ray and Klobuchar last year, Ray suggested that Nordine was the most dangerous, most serious January 6th criminal case.
So tomorrow he should be featured prominently. If he's not, why is he being called the most dangerous and most serious? And maybe he is. But don't you think 13 months in prison is a little long to wait? A, for being charged and most of that time in solitary confinement? That solitary confinement, by the way, is defined as cruel and unusual punishment. You don't do that for 13 months or 12 months. More in just a second as we talk to him live in prison. Next. The Glenn Beck Program. Hmm. So we laugh on this program about stuff, you know, sometimes, but I actually uh, do take comfort uh, and my sheets very, very seriously. Stu will be uh, I've wrecked you on sheets, have I not? Yeah, you're a sheet snob and you have been for as long as I've known you. Yeah. Yeah. And I wrecked you on it. And I know I wrecked Pat. Pat was like, a sheet is a sheet. And I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. And uh, and now everybody else is like, we can't stay at a Motel 6. And I'm like, yes, we can. No, the sheets. Stop it, sheet snob. You are always <laughs> accusing me of being a sheet snob. I at least admit to it. The sheets at my pillow are fantastic, and they are so inexpensive. You are not going to pay a ton of money for the best sheets, honestly, that I think I've ever slept on. Now, they also have their uh, their slippers, the MyPillow slippers. They are great, and for a limited time, you can save 90 bucks on these slippers. This ain't going to last, so do it now. Go to MyPillow.com, click on Radio Listener Specials, type in my name, Beck, MyPillow.com, code name Beck. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Bidenflation for 20 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Welcome back to the uh, program, the Glenn Beck program. Tomorrow night, uh, the the press in uh, in coordination with the federal government are having a live special in the hearing on January 6th. Before we go back to prison to one of the guys who has been charged and is called one of the ringleaders, um, before we go back to him, there is some breaking news. Someone, a guy last night showed up about one o'clock in the morning with Brent uh, to Brent Kavanaugh's house. He had a gun and said he was there to kill Brent Kavanaugh. Yeah, Brett Kavanaugh over the uh, Which, abortion uh, decision. Uh, that's at least the initial evidence. Uh, Carol Markowitz reporting it as well as now the Washington Post. So, uh, you know, seemingly a serious threat on the life of a Supreme Court justice by an anti or pro-abortion activist. We are living in very dangerous times. There was a fire set a couple of days ago at a pro-life clinic up in uh, upstate New York. Uh, and uh, nobody's doing anything about it. Meanwhile, we're seeing a circus on uh, January 6th. I want to go back now to prison. He is uh, Ethan Nordine. He is um, uh, somebody that was swept up in January 6th. Uh, The government says he's the ringleader, one of the real bad guys. Uh, I don't know what the truth is, but I think people need to hear both sides. And he has been in solitary confinement 
almost his entire time in prison. He hasn't had a trial yet. Uh, we go back to uh, Ethan now. Hello, Ethan. Hey, how's it going? So, um, <clears throat> you know, I'm, I'm looking at some things and I made the mistake saying that they hadn't released any video of you, um, but they have released a uh, video um, and it's unclear uh, what was seen um buzzfeed uh, did a breakdown of it they said that they sh- saw a lot of people that were harassing the police but i don't i didn't see anywhere that you were part of that um what do you say to the video have you seen any of the video yourself uh, I haven't been able to see a whole lot of video, um, but I can tell you, you know, I know what my actions were that day, and I wasn't harassing any police officers or assaulting anybody uh, of that nature. No, I didn't do any of that. I was, if anything, all I did was respectfully communicate with police officers from time to time, but there was really very little confrontation. So you are described in the court papers as a leader in the Proud Boys. Um, and that you were charged with conspiring to uh, get people to riot and assault the Capitol Police, yada, yada, and that people were to follow your orders on that day. True, false, what is that? Well, the, it's yeah, it's false. Um, my priority that whole day was just to try and keep people safe and uh, organize a small march uh, from the washington memorial to the capitol and back to the washington memorial and then go home um and just to keep an eye out for any um antagonist groups like antifa you know anybody who is out there to with the intentions on being violent towards um, any of the rally goers uh that's been our motive for you know four or five years anybody who knows us knows that this is what we focus on uh we're free speech activists really um aside from just being a men's club that's really all we are and uh, there's no Nothing else to, you know, there's, it's very complicated in the way the press talks about us. But just to put it simply, that's what we are, um, just a patriotic men's club. And so that's what we were doing that day. But I, I, I mean, even Gavin McGinnis, though, um, when he saw what was, was happening and how you guys were being painted, even he said, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to be a part of this. And uh, I don't think he sold you guys down the river, but he withdrew. Is there was there ever a thought that that maybe you're in the wrong group of people? Um, you know, definitely. I think we all felt that, especially with how the press started to paint us. Um, and then, like a lot of groups, you know, like ours and or other, you know, patriotic groups, there's a lot of people who join for the wrong reasons. Um, and you know, as a leader, that's yeah. kind of something that you have to deal with. You know, whether you, it doesn't matter what group, whether you're in the military, police, or just something uh, a civilian base, yeah. worry about those kinds of things. Um, unfortunately, we just we don't get the chance to defend ourselves. We're removed from you know any pretty much social media platform, and nobody allows us to do any interviews other than people like you and other people who actually want to know the truth. And so, you know, definitely, <laughs> it's definitely been a consideration. Um, but I've always thought right. that you know, there needs to be more men's leadership groups out there, something so that they have an outlet of some kind to be a part of. But that was just my personal belief. Um, do you regret not listening to that 
inner voice that says said the day before and even day of we should probably go we shouldn't be here um well it's a complex question i mean selfishly yes uh however you know i do feel like i'm in a position to kind of be a voice for you know this situation a lot of people are being politically persecuted not just my group and a lot of people are scared to talk about it um you know i've just kind of been put in a position where I feel like, you know, I, they've charged me with the craziest and worst charge you can get. Um, at this point, I don't know what else to do other than to talk and to create awareness. Um, so I feel like I'm kind of in a unique position. I didn't do anything that day. Um, I have nothing to hide. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I'm, I'm a pretty good person to be in this position, uh, although so, I would very much like to be out. <laughs> Yeah, I bet. Um, the um, the judge that you have didn't even listen to your petition uh, for um, uh, a, a second bite at the apple for for bail for five solid months. Um, a, why didn't he do that, do you think? And and B, do you think you can get a fair trial? Um, I You know, I'm really hoping that I can get a fair trial. Uh, you know, that's really all I'm asking for at this point is just to get a trial because I think that if anybody looks at the evidence and looks at my case and all the motions we filed, it's pretty plain and, you know, uh, cut and dry to you see we're pretty innocent of all these charges, um, especially sedition and conspiracy or obstruction of official proceeding. Um, but, you know, I, I, it's very complex. I realize that, you know, these cases are, you know, the courts are being overwhelmed with them, uh, the way the press has painted us and the way the prosecution, the DOJ talks about us. I'm not really quite sure, uh, you know, what the judge's standpoint is, um, you know, but I, I'm, I'm sure he's got a lot of pressure on his plate as well. I don't, I don't really know, you know, what he feels do, about the whole thing. Do you, could, do you consider yourself a political prisoner? Uh, definitely, yes. Uh, how has this changed your view on America? Um, for a while, you know, it, it really f- made me feel discouraged, um, betrayed. You know, all I've ever done is volunteer my time within my group to go and do what I felt was right and stand up for what I believe in. And I've done this on my own dime, and I put myself in you know, dangerous situations protecting other people, and so is a lot of other members of my group, and we've just been blasted for it. Um, but I do feel that, you know, as much as I disagree with the government um, and how they've treated people, I, I have seen a huge surge in Americans themselves uh, waking up and just an overwhelming amount of support for us and other January Sixers. Um, I mean, you had the truckers and you know, everything else has been going on since basically January 6th has just been almost equally crazy it, to me. Everything I see going on out there is just like, wow, I mean, there's just nonstop craziness. But really, at the same time, yeah. it's kind of unified a lot of Americans as well. And that's kind of an uplifting feeling because for a while I thought, you know, wow, we're just really going down the sinkhole. Um, the... Um the solitary confinement confuses me. What, what is their excuse or why do you think they put you in solitary confinement for this long? Uh, most 
most of it has to do with COVID. Uh, I don't know okay. why they, they, you know, yeah, it's mostly to do with COVID. Um, I know other prisoners, there's different January Sixers, there's different reasons behind that. Um, they've separated them from general population because of how they were being treated. Um, but yeah, it's basically made it nearly impossible to do anything, um, as far as preparing for trial. Um, just in the last minute or so here, um, you agreed to do this interview, um, and, uh, you know, there were no conditions or anything else. Why did you do this? And what message do you have for the American people? Well, I, I did this again because I feel like I'm in a unique position to speak for people who are being politically persecuted like myself. And uh, I, I really believe that there's no, I mean, we're living in a time right now where it's vital that people, you know, wake up, stand up for what they believe in and, and have a voice for what's going on and not just stand by and let things happen. And that's exactly what's happening right now. Um, and I don't want to be one of those people. Um, I just encourage everybody to keep you know, being strong and standing for what they believe in and get out there and vote and be active in your community and do what's right, you know, because the second we stop doing that, that's when things really get bad. We have a story that is just breaking that uh, in the early hours of last night, somebody showed up to um, Brent Kavanaugh, uh, his doorstep with a gun, and said they were going to kill him over the decision, the court decision on abortion. Um can you talk to me about violence and what violence leads to or or if you know where where do you stand on that in a country that has real trouble well i think there's you know there's a difference between showing up with the intentions of being violent and there's a difference in protecting yourself and defending your community um i mean this is how we use our military it's how we use our police um you know, people need to be willing to stand up for themselves. I think violence is a horrible thing uh, With if you have an intention of utilizing it instead of using discourse. Um, and that's what we've lost, you know, the ability to talk about our issues openly. And uh, I, it's really a complex question. You know, the left and the right are so divided on this issue. Uh, Ethan, I wish you the best of luck. I don't know if you know this, but there's a big... Uh, special on January 6th um, that is being uh, produced by, you know, television experts. And uh, it is supposed to be very salacious tomorrow. I'm not sure if you're going to be a part of it, but I would imagine seeing that they say you're one of the ringleaders uh, that uh, that you will be part of it. Um, we're in an interesting time and I, I wish you the best of luck and I wish um, speedy justice. Uh, to come your way. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And I appreciate being a part of your show. Thank you very much. Ethan Nordine. Um, I would pray for him and others like him. Uh, I don't know what the truth is, um, but I would pray that our justice system uh, finds the truth and uh, starts operating like a real justice system and not a banana republic. Uh, should uh, should act and uh, to Brett Kavanaugh I don't do we have any idea where he is or who answered the door last night Stu 
Uh, he wasn't actually uh, at, at his door. Uh, what they had, he was in a, on a nearby street. Apparently, he had been, the police had been tipped off that this guy was dangerous and might be coming. And luckily, they caught him on a nearby street with a weapon and <sighs> burglary tools. Oh, jeez. Uh, our prayers for every one of the Supreme Court justice, left and right. This has got to stop. It has got to stop. Back in a minute. All right. Uh, our sponsor this half hour is American Financing. If you are carrying a balance on your credit cards and you're trying to get out of debt, now is the time to consider a cash out refi. The Fed's going to raise the interest rates again, and that's going to cost you more than what you're used to. Um, your interest rate on your credit cards most likely you're paying about 19, maybe 20% right now, right now. As the interest rates continue to go up, banks will continue to raise that interest rate because as you get poorer and poorer because of this economy, you will become more of a risk, which will tell the banks they need to charge you more interest for that risk. I just keep thinking every day. Uh, by 2030, you will own nothing and you will be happy. Over my dead body. Anyway, uh, American Financing. American Financing at 800-906-2440. They can help you. They're America's home for home loans and consolidation loans. And ways they can, within 10 minutes, they can tell you whether they can help you pay down that debt quick uh, and, and in a much more economical way. It's American Financing. AmericanFinancing.net. Call them now. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing. NMLS 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The Glenn Back Program. So I'm reading this about uh, Brett Kavanaugh. Armed man arrested near Brett Kavanaugh's home after threatening Supreme Court justice. That's CNBC, probably the best headline out there. The rest are uh, man with gun uh, detained by police. Uh, this a man with a weapon was arrested early Tuesday morning. It should be Wednesday morning, right? Uh, near the Maryland home of Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh, man made threats against Kavanaugh. He apparently had mace, a knife, uh, pepper spray, a handgun, uh, and uh, he said that he was there to kill Kavanaugh. He is not from uh, Maryland, which is where Chevy Chase is, where the home was, and he arrived near Kavanaugh's house in a taxi okay well that's an interesting way to pull a crime off this a taxi cab the but back program let me tell you about uh, sweat block sweat block is absolutely fantastic sweat block is I, I don't know about you but when the summer comes i sweat like a pig uh and <laughs> It's it's not good. It's not good. And if I'm going to be outside a lot, I sweat and sweat and sweat and then I stink and I have to change my shirt like three times a day. I hate it. 
uh, I tried the professional grade uh, sweat block, and it is unbelievable. They're wipes. And I know this sounds crazy, but you wipe under your arms once a week. And you don't apply anything for the rest of the week. And you are not, I mean, it's, it's awful. I've gone up to my wife and I went, honey, I wore this all day outside. Smell this shirt. And she's like, I'm not smelling your shirt. Trust me, it's crazy. Sweatblock, sweatblock.com, promo code BECK, save 20%. America, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Um, crisis is the lifeblood of fascism. Tonight at nine o'clock on the Glenn Beck Wednesday night special, I am going to show you the national emergency that is going to be announced. I truly believe it's only a matter of time, and I don't think a lot of time, but I'll show it to you tonight and if I may just give you a little preview in the next few minutes of why I know this will happen because it has happened two other times in the past. We go there in 60 seconds. So Goldline would like you to imagine a world where your dollar is worth less than the paper it's printed on. If you're picturing 50 years from now, I got bad news. It's probably a lot closer than that. What's barreling down the road towards us is a major recession, probably in 2023. But it's anyone's guess if anyone can stop it. Um, The reports out of uh, Germany and Europe today about uh, what they're headed into is truly terrifying. I mean, food shortages where you can only buy one of each item. Uh, in some of the grocery stores in Germany now because of the food, the coming food shortages. Please, please get extra food and have it on hand. When it comes to your dollar, it's going to become worth less and less. So what do you do? Well, you if you have very little money, you just buy two of everything. When macaroni and cheese is on sale, you buy two boxes and you save one. If you want to protect your money uh, and see, make sure that it holds value better than the worthless paper that you will have. Um, if you don't have a lot, try silver. Silver is great, especially, I mean, the only reason why silver, I think, is um, not as good as gold is gold can hold so much, but you can't use gold if the world really, truly does slip into this insanity because it'll be worth too much an ounce. Hey, can you break a $10,000 bill? No. Silver, you can use. 
silver will be really good and i don't know what it's running for an ounce right now but could i please ask you please to look at your retirement the any retirement an ira a 401k a thrift savings plan a roth traditional ira all of these things if you call Goldline right now they will show you how you can um, uh, uh, add to or change your self-directed, you know, IRA or 401k, any of these to include some precious metals. And I urge you to do this now, please call them, find out how you can earn 6% in promotional metals just for being proactive and making a decision that matters today. Just for completing a self-directed IRA application, you're also going to receive at no cost one of my brand new one ounce silver Benjamin Franklin rounds. These are beautiful coins, um, as I imagine the way Franklin would have wanted it without his face on front, because it is the seal of the United States of America as he pictured it. It's what he fought for our seal to be, and it's Incredible. It tells you everything you need to know about our country. Anyway, you'll get one of those at no cost just for completing a self-directed IRA application today. Call Goldline 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. All right. Crisis is the lifeblood of fascism. Never let a good crisis go to waste. Let me take you back to World War One. President Woodrow Wilson, a guy I'm well known for hating because of what he did to our country, enacted a string of authoritarian policies to shut down dissent against the government. Now, his emergency was war. Now, his policy was um, you vote for me and I won't take us to war. As soon as he was elected, guess who took us to war? He said, we have to make the world safe for democracy. World War I made as much sense as Ukraine makes right now. Uh, yes, there's some problems, but is it worth a world war? I don't know. Our republic at the time was being strangled to death by his progressive policies in fact let me let me show you one of his policies and see if it sounds familiar listen to this this is uh during i think one of his inaugural addresses where he is talking about you know you can't just have these companies just run themselves listen to this there are two programs the democratic program is this to see to it that competition is so regulated that the big fellow cannot put the little fellow out of business. For he has been putting the little fellow out of business for the last half generation. The program of the third party is to take these big fellows that have been putting the little fellow out of business and regulate them. Saying that is all right, you have put the other fellows out of business, but we are not going to put the little fellows back where you destroy them. We are going to adopt you and say, run the business of the country. But run it in the way we tell you to run it. Does that sound familiar? Oh, you can have your business and you can run it, but you're going to run it the way we tell you to run it. Two days ago, we enacted the Defense Production Act to help with solar panels. 
because the government is seeing companies run their business, but they need to have those businesses run the way they tell them to. This is fascism. Thanks to the Espionage and Sedition Act, dissent became undemocratic. Now, does that sound familiar? The Sedition Act? Yeah, that was something that was later struck down after he left office and the people were pardoned. But the Sedition Act was Woodrow Wilson's way of doing what you're going to see if you watch it. Uh, by the way, the, the January 6th trial, watching it on TV. Why? Watch Disney. They already have Dumbo. Why do you need to watch that? Um, but it's important to know that sedition is really important and has been used by fascist or fascist wannabes. And I would include John Adams in this, where John Adams said it's unlawful, it's seditious to question the president. No, it's not. Wilson once said, I'm an advocate of peace, but there are some splendid things that come to a nation through the discipline of war. In the, in the second of the world wars, Wilson's progressive disciple, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, also came to appreciate the splendid discipline of war. In his FDR inaugural address, the first one, this is so terrifying. We're going to play some stuff for you tonight that you probably have never learned about. And it is. It's all being repeated. He said, FDR, if we are to go forward, we must move as a trained and loyal army willing to sacrifice for the good of common discipline. We are, I know, ready and willing to submit our lives and our property to such discipline because it makes possible a leadership which aims at a larger good. I assume unhesitantly the leadership of this great army. That's when we had the Great Depression and Americans were willing to trade freedom for stability they were willing to drink this fascism because it was the only thing in their belly. The progressive writer Robert Shaw described it as a fascist means to gain liberal ends. Democracy became thought of as something centrally designed and dutifully maintained by a managerial class. This is what Roosevelt and first Wilson really thought was scientific and the best. People that just know better than the teeming masses. Well, that managerial class is now more powerful than ever before. And we're fighting a bigger, broader, largely undefinable enemy. Because today, the war is with the climate. I went over this. If you missed any of the show today, I want you to go back and listen to the podcast. Because I went over Janet Yellen yesterday saying, you know, uh, we've just become so dependent on oil. This, these gas prices are great because we're going to go to green energy. Um, it, Debbie Stabenow said, you know, 
buy Teslas, everybody. They're great. There was a story that I went over on the global food shortages, what's happening over in Europe. And what did we what do we have? We have Samantha Power, who is our USAID chief, says that she hopes the food shortages will push farmers towards green energy. Meanwhile, to get our gas prices low, what did Biden do? Biden said no to 70 exemptions for small refineries, which had already been granted under Trump. So they can't up their production level because he said no. But Biden did say that we need um, 250 million more gallons of renewable fuel both this year and next. And so he's saying that the farmers, they can farm all they want, but they have to really farm the way we say they now have to have more ethanol. So while we're going into a food shortage, we are burning food, which will create a food. Listen to Samantha Power, a climate change emergency and an energy shortage, a climate change emergency. Today or yesterday in the New York Times was this story. As the Great Salt Lake dries up, Utah faces an environmental nuclear bomb. How many times have you heard this administration or other administrations say that this is the World War II of our generation? It's a war progressives of the past could only dream of. Because there's no benchmarks for success. It's only over when they say it's over. And President Biden is just getting started. This week, he authorized the use of the Defense Production Act. That's a Cold War era law that gives the president significant authority to control domestic industries to accelerate clean energy. So he has taken over some industries, just like Wilson said, they can stay in business. But they'll do it our way. That is fascism. The Defense Production Act was modeled after the War Powers Act of 1942. And that gave President FDR sweeping authority all throughout World War II. I think Shakespeare said it best. He said, it's a tale told by an idiot it's the same old story tonight i am going to take you back to the roosevelt era i'm going to show you how everything biden is doing today is just building on the progressive framework of the past this will be the last chapter of freedom in america unless we all begin to stand for those people that we can vote for that actually understand what's going on. And I don't mean just voting nationally. It is more important to be all over your local officials and your state officials to make sure that you are voting in the right people. It is going to come down to the states. Tonight at 9 p.m., an episode you do not want to miss fascist fantasies the dangerous origins of biden's takeover
tonight at 9, blazetv.com. By the way, if you use Bidenflation, Bidenflation, one word, uh, you'll save double the money since you're losing double the money now at the grocery store. Save it with your subscription to Blaze TV. Get 20% off at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Biden, Bidenflation. All right. Our uh, sponsor is Patriot Mobile. You know, we are we are trying to build a network and I think we have successfully done it. That is uh, part of a parallel economy. We don't need to go to anyone else. Uh, we don't need to be on Fox News. We don't need them. We have built an audience and a network ourselves, so the voice cannot be stifled. Still things to do, but parallel economies are really important. If you want this to end, the fastest way to make Disney do things is to cancel everything Disney. They listen. Money doesn't talk. It screams. It's also important to reward companies that are standing with you. This is why Patriot Mobile is so important. They are standing with us. And I mean, in a may, I got to have these guys on. I feel weird about it because they're a sponsor, but I know them and I know what they do. And you have to hear about it because they take their own time and their own money uh, and they uh, invest it in freedom. They invest it in things that we are all fighting for. Sanctity of life, constitutional rights, religious freedom. They are supporting our values. They don't despise us and just take our money because these dopes, these rubes will give it to us. These people earn it. They give you a great product. You will save money and they don't despise us. Let's get into business with Patriot Mobile. Switch your cellular service now. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. This is an easy thing you can do to support our cause. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with the offer code Beck. Veterans and first responders save even more. Make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck or call 972-PATRIOT. 10 seconds. Station ID. Stu, what do you make of this monkeypox thing with the CDC? Uh, the CDC um, had changed uh, their website uh, to add guidance last week. Hey, you should wear a mask. Wearing a mask will help you uh, protect from many disease, diseases, including monkeypox. Uh, and then Monday, that was deleted and taken off. As they said, it caused confusion. <laughs> I they do tend to cause confusion at that organization. That is one of the things they do often yeah, they very do. well. I mean, honestly, like everything I've read about monkeypox is it is a very, very rare thing, very, very difficult to acquire. It is not seemingly like the new right. COVID. Does you know? It, I I just don't I don't find myself all that worried about it, frankly. I I'm not worried about it. What I'm afraid of is whether it's this or something else. You are not going to get the population to go along with it until it is really, really bad. 
Mm-hmm. They have discredited themselves so much. Let's say monkeypox becomes, you know, Ebola. Until people actually see it happening, they're not going to do what the CDC says because nobody believes them. Nobody trusts them anymore. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's sort of our default response on a lot of these things where you know, in America, we really need to see it get ugly before we start doing anything. I mean, even with COVID, remember, this was going around, you know, we had Andrew Cuomo and Bill de Blasio in the middle of March 2020 saying, go down to Chinatown and, and, and don't change the way you live. Get on the subways. Like, it, it takes a while for us to ever react to these things. I, I do think we are in a serious, serious risk of the next thing that looks or feels at all like COVID bringing on all sorts of new government crackdowns early on the on the idea we that well last to. time we didn't act fast enough so this time we need to i just don't think monkeypox is the thing i i don't think that this is the one so that's either. going to do it i i just i i just tell you it's it's so crazy it's it's like we all know the fed the big banks the treasury and congress they are the biggest problem with our economy those guys caused 2008, that crash. They're causing this one. And yet we are all looking to them to solve the problem. They created the problem. I, I don't understand how we keep looking to these experts because when the crash comes, oh, everybody will line up. No, no, no. We got to do what they say. We got it. We, no, no, no. That's really dangerous. Or you can't do that. Don't do that. We got to follow their directions. Why? When have they been correct with the economy? When? All right. Brett Kavanaugh, uh, his life was in danger last night. We give you the breaking story next. Stand by. The Glenn Beck Program. All right, let me offer something free for you and your dog, Rough Greens. Your dog is almost certainly going to love it. Did you have any hesitation from your your menagerie at your house, Stu, when it came to your dogs eating Rough Green? Wait, what do you mean exactly? Um, are you confused by menagerie? That's a word where it means you've got animals coming out of your eyes at your house. Uh, but I'm asking, did your did did you have a problem with any of your dogs eating rough greens? Oh God, no, 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 any, any of them. I I see what you're yeah. saying. No, yeah, no, I I did not. They loved it. They loved it right away. Yeah. Um, by the way, we'll get into his menagerie uh, at a later date. Um, but uh, Rough Greens, some dogs apparently don't like it, a small number, but Rough Greens wants to make sure that this supplement that you put on your dog's food, they love it as much as our dogs do. And you will see a difference. You feed this to your dog month after month. I'm still years into it. I'm still seeing changes in Uno. It's really incredible. Get your free bag. Just pay for shipping at roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. And don't forget blazetv.com slash Beck. The promo code is Bidenflation to save 20 bucks. From the Washington Post, breaking news today, man with weapon detained near Brett Kavanaugh's home. 
a California man carrying at least one weapon near Brett M. Kavanaugh's Maryland home has been taken into custody, uh, custody by police after telling officers he wanted to kill the Supreme Court justice, according to people familiar with the investigation. The man, described as being in his mid-20s, was found to be carrying at least one weapon and burglary tools. Uh, these people said, speaking on the condition of anonymity to discuss an ongoing investigation, police were apparently notified that this person might pose a threat to the justice, but it was not immediately clear who provided the initial tip. The man apparently did not make it into Kavanaugh's property in Montgomery County, Maryland, but was stopped on a nearby street. Thank God. Um, this is this is truly, truly the result of the left being primed by left uh, leftist and democratic politicians. I don't believe that you can be held responsible for, you know, ginning people up if you're not if you're not actually saying, you know, somebody's going to get you. Um, you know, it's it's really difficult. But listen to this quote from Chuck Schumer. Do you have it, Stu? This is this is when they were talking. This is before the decision that was leaked. But he's talking about, you know, the court decisions that are coming, including Roe versus Wade. Yeah, he says, I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. That's unbelievable. Okay, I mean, that is truly unbelievable. These guys do not have protection. They have had since the leak. Thank God. Um, Josh Hammer is uh, joining us now. He is the opinion editor of Newsweek and the host of the Josh Hammer show with Newsweek. I was just on it, I think, last week or the week before. He's really wicked smart. I think one of the real intellectual leaders of the conservative movement and, uh, and a good friend. Welcome, Josh. How are you? Glenn, you're way too kind as always, but great to join you again. So, Josh, you're watching this. Um, I've never seen anything like this. Uh, apparently, it happened Tuesday night, as it's being reported. No, one report said it was Tuesday, and this one says 11.50 a.m. today. Are the justices safe First of all, it's tragic that we have to even ask that question. I mean, this, this is not a question that in a healthy republic with a healthy rule of law, with a healthy law enforcement apparatus, where there is respect for institutions, where there is no sense of this kind of two-tiered system of justice between the deplorables and everyone else, where in, in a healthy functioning democracy, are the justices safe? It's just simply not a question that ought to be asked. So the very yeah. fact that we're opening a conversation with that question, I think, is telling in and of itself. But the tragic and short answer, Glenn, I think, is no. And the answer right now, I think, is it is a directly foreseeable consequence, unfortunately, of just the culture of anarchy, of lawlessness, of disrespect for institutions, of widespread iconoclasm that the Democratic Party and their leftist minions have fomented. They have directly fomented this culture. I mean, think back to the George Floyd riots in the summer of 2020, Kamala Harris there in Kenosha, Wisconsin, with bail funds for people who were rioting in the streets. Right. This is their thing. This is their 
thing. But, the, but, but even in San Francisco, obviously, with the Chesa Boudin news, lawlessness and anarchy is being rejected. The problem, obviously, is that it, it apparently has not trickled up to the Biden administration yet because there is a direct statute on the books, 18 U.S. Code 1507, that prohibits the protesting outside the justices' homes. And, you know, Attorney General Merrick Garland had some mealy-mouthed memo where he said, oh, this is not appropriate. But, you know, he hasn't brought a single case. He could do that. Right. He, could, he should. And and yet tomorrow we're going to see the January 6th show trial, first show trial that I know of in my lifetime uh, here from America. We know about them in Russia and other places like that. Yesterday, terrorists firebombed a pro-life center in Buffalo. This is the second time that there has been a firebombing uh, by the revenge or Jane's revenge. Um, and they are calling for a, a, a nationwide 8 p.m. Uh, riot on the day that they release the Supreme Court releases their decision. And yet yesterday, the Homeland Security came out and they didn't really point out the anarchists. Uh, They didn't point out the left. Again, they said there is some on both sides of the issue. Well, I'd like to see that. Look, I mean, and here's the thing, okay? I mean, you and I both revere the U.S. Constitution. The U.S. Constitution obviously does provide you with a constitutional right to peaceably voice your opinions in the street, on a sidewalk, and so forth. What it does not allow you to do is to issue threats or to act violently or to try to tear down institutions of government and therefore violate the most sacrosanct rudimentary principles in the rule of law. I, I think another takeaway, though, that I have from this, and I think back to the leak that just happened a little over a month ago now in early May when Politico released it, because we've, we've really been in uncharted waters since then, right? This has just simply never happened in modern Supreme Court history. And the very fact that this opinion was leaked in the first place, I think, is the biggest assault on the court's institutional legitimacy over the past half century, full century. I mean, go back as far as you I want, agree. honestly. And the fact that we have not yep. discovered the identity of, of, the, of the leaker is crazy. But I think back to the very night that that was released. It was a Monday in early May. I was, look, I was at the time watching very carefully. I was trying to see if any leading Democrats, MSNBC, left-wing cable news, talking head type figures, whether they would condemn None. them. To this day, I, I haven't seen a single one. A single one. No, they, they praised the leaker. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they they are praising the leaker. So they have directly abetted this culture. They really have. And at this point, they are playing with fire. And every day that the Dobbs opinion is not released, I think, only exacerbates a threat to the justice's personal safety. So do you think I mean, the thing to do, because they've got a couple of really controversial things coming and they're supposed to be ready in the next three weeks. Usually they leave the most controversial for the last so they can just get on a plane and get out of town. But that's not going to help anybody. Um, why, why would they hold these things? Just, just release them. So generally speaking, that is what they do. You're right about that. They, ju- they typically do hold the, the highest profile opinions for the last week of the term. And, and that's not a legal thing. That's not like U.S. code. They're not legally bound to do that. It's just kind of the the customs that they do uh, to do that. They kind of, but in this particular case, because again, we are in uncharted waters here. Some, a a leak of this nature just simply has not happened period full stop. Uh, I, and many others said that if you care about the justices, personal safety, and by the way, not just the justices, but also the law clerks. I mean, I hate to make it personal, but I, I, I have, 
a, a number of friends who are at the court this term. I mean, probably at least five, six, seven, so I consider personal friends who are clerking this term. I, I am worried about their personal safety, too. I mean, there are, people have tried to dox the identity mm-hmm. of the clerks who are, who are clerking for the conservative Supreme Court justice. I saw some horrible Instagram post that basically said, here are their names. Go find them. I mean, it's just awful, awful stuff. Jeez. And I think every day that they don't go about releasing the Dobbs opinion or at a bare minimum, Glenn, what, what I said, that at least privately, I don't know if I said this publicly, what they should have done is the very next day or at least that week, they could have issued a one-line sentence that said, uh, you know, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit is hereby overturned and Roe versus Wade is reversed, opinions to follow. That, that is what they could have done, Correct. but they chose not to. And at this point, they're really, really playing with fire. And I, I just hope after today's horrible incident with Justice Kavanaugh that the Chief Justice realizes that the moment is now to release this opinion. It is now. So two things as we talk to uh, Josh Hammer from uh, Newsweek, um, and I hate to say he's from Newsweek because he's one of us, uh, but uh, the, the, uh, the, the two questions that I have for you are this. I talked to Mike Lee, and he said he thought that as soon as this court was finished this year, that we would know the uh, name of the leaker, and he said, I hope at worst uh, – or at best, I guess, would that they would be um, uh, their law license would be uh, taken away. They would never be able to practice again uh, any kind of law anywhere in America. I would hope that that would happen. I hope more than that would happen. Uh, But he said they were waiting on that until they got all these. He thought it would come out the last day. Um, So that coupled with he also said he felt they knew pretty close if not right on who that person who that person was do you agree with that or not so first of all mike mike lee i respect so immensely i actually my, my first year of law school summer i actually was a law clerk on the senate judiciary committee staff so i i go, I go pretty far back with Senator wow. Lee and his opinion on these matters is always so valuable here i i want to agree with him what he is saying should yeah, happen. Too. That is exactly what should happen. The, yeah. the leaker should be disbarred, should be formally shunned. Unfortunately, I fear something somewhat approximating the precise opposite of that will happen. If my intuitions on this are correct, mm. and it is a, a, a liberal clerk and someone from Justice Sotomayor's chambers in particular, but perhaps Justice Kagan's or Justice Breyer's chambers, what I predict will happen is that the identity will be exposed. It's crazy it has not happened already. I mean, there's literally 37 law clerks here on, you know, 12 from the liberal chamber. So it's not a particularly big sample size. But the identity probably will be exposed, assuming that the marshal of the, of the Supreme Court, a woman named Gail Curley, is even remotely competent at her job. But what I predict will happen after right. that is that the leaker will effectively try to forfeit, you know, will, will forfeit some law firm career, perhaps, but then we'll get like a very rich kind of speaking MSNBC talking head gig. And frankly, it would not surprise, it would not surprise me if a top 10 to top 20 law school actually hired her as a professor for reproductive rights studies or some fabricated concocted constitutional field like that. So I I want to agree with Senator Lee, but I, I do fear something closely approximating the opposite might transpire. No, yeah, my gut tells me the same thing. Last thing. Um, God forbid somebody kills one of these justices um, and kills a conservative. 
That means Biden gets to pick the next justice, which would change the balance of the court um, and would absolutely set the country on fire, on fire. What do we do to make sure that these guys are safe? And I say that about both sides. I don't want either side to experience violence or threats. What do we do? So one thing that's been pointed out here, I could be wrong. I don't think any of the nine justices actually live in the district in the District of Columbia. It, 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 it's possible, actually. I shouldn't say that. It's possible, like Sotomayor King. That's just, I, I guess I'm not positive. But I, the vast majority of them live in Maryland or Virginia, where it's worth pointing out, despite those being, in recent years, light blue states, both of those states currently have Republican governors. It's Glenn Youngkin in Virginia. It's Larry Hogan in Maryland. So... In a situation like this, if the federal government is just completely dropping the ball, if they are just not going to prosecute under the statute that I mentioned earlier, if, if they are not going to send out whatever kind of DOJ, kind of FBI mercenaries that they would need to send out to protect the justice, then the onus can and should fall on Governor Hogan and Governor Youngkin to do what has to be done at kind of a state national guard level or something like that, right? It's unfortunate, I mean, but it's hardly the first time that governors have had to kind of step up when the federal government failed. I mean, I think about kind of immigration on the southern border, of course, right? I mean, whether it's Texas, Uh Arizona, any of these border states, I mean, whenever the federal government fails to do its job, it is incumbent upon the states to do that job for them. If I go all the way back to the 2012 U.S. Supreme Court case, Arizona versus United States. This is kind of the whole point of Justice Scalia's remarkable dissent in that case, actually. He basically said that at the time, what Arizona was doing with respect to legal immigration was its constitutional prerogative and indeed its duty, because when the federal government fails to do its job, in that case, to secure the border, the states must and can step up. So I, I think something similar could and should happen with respect to Maryland and Virginia if the federal government fails here. Okay. Josh, can you hang on uh, for one quick second? I got to take a quick break. And I know Stu has a bunch of questions for you, too. Back in just a minute with Josh Hammer from Newsweek. Our sponsor this half hour is American Financing. The need for saving stability and security has never been greater. And you got to get your cash flow back in line. And it might be very helpful to get a mortgage refinance. You can go just about anywhere, uh, but don't go to a please don't go to a bank. You've got to go to a lender who's going to have your best interest at mind. Somebody who has your back. Somebody who's not getting kickbacks from the bank, which most of these guys do. Somebody that is looking for literally the best deal for you. I know you'll find that at American Financing. Their salary-based mortgage consultants are advisors. They're not focused on commissions, which means they can focus on what makes sense for you and how you can benefit. No pressure, no obligation. They never charge upfront or hidden fees, so please check them out. It's American Financing. Call them now to see how you can save a lot of money. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing. NMLS 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org This is the Glenn Beck Program. Glenn Beck Program here with Josh Hammer. Uh, Josh, we're really tight on time here, but 
God forbid, if this person who was coming after Kavanaugh was successful in taking his life, what would happen to the decisions that are already in the queue here, like the Roe versus Wade potential reversal? So the closest thing that I can think of to a precedent here would be the Supreme Court term where Justice Scalia actually did pass away, of course. This was 2016, and famously, Senate Republicans held off in the Merrick Garland thing, so it wasn't until Gorsuch the following year. So for, long story short, for the rest of that term, when the cases came out, there were only eight justices. So I think back to the Texas versus, versus United States immigration litigation that year, was a, it, was a, it was a 4-4 decision because Scalia had died. So. That would be the president. It would just be eight justices to render an opinion. It's I, oh I my gosh, it's so tragic that we've been having this conversation. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh! Please pray for all of our justices, and go the step further. Pray that they will release these decisions. Release these decisions, please. We will see you tonight. A very important 9 p.m. Glenn Beck program, Blaze TV.